Where this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews, and the best Newcastle videos and podcasts, download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. to CHN Radio episode 137. It is your boy Elijah here and this is a little solo pod for you because Greg is still not available to podcast. But it's okay. He will be back for the Wednesday slash Thursday pod um, reviewing the the Bournemouth match which could be a, a, a nice little match to get Newcastle back on the right track. But all that to say, this is episode 137 of CHN Radio, and we're going to talk about the unfortunate exit from the FA Cup for Newcastle as they lost 2-0 on Sunday to Manchester City, Um, and I don't know. We're going to talk about it. It wasn't pretty. It's not going to be fun. This might not be that long of a podcast because there's just, there's just nothing really. It, It was just not great. So, um... Let's let's go ahead and get some housekeeping stuff out of the way. Um, of course, if you're not following us on Twitter, please, 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 please follow us at chn underscore radio. Then follow the main account, the Mothership at Coming Home NUFC. Uh, be sure to check out the site ComingHomeNewcastle.SBNation.com or just type in ComingHomeNewcastle.com. It should show up. A lot of great stuff on the site, um, and that will be on the site uh, this week. I'm sure there there's going to be. I'm pretty sure by the time this comes out. Um, there's going to be a nice little, um, what do you say? A nice little, uh, preview. I don't, I don't know why I struggled with the word preview. There's going to be a nice little preview, um, from Chris, aka Hoey the Stats, which will be really good, really dope, really fun. Um, Andy wrote a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful piece on, 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 uh, the FA Cup in Newcastle, um, which, I mean, although we lost, it was still cool that he wrote the piece. Because it's a dope piece. So be sure to check that out on the site as well. And of course there will be some other stuff that's going to be up there. Um, I know that Zach Pensack wrote um, some stuff about the Hobbyman Key on Andy Carroll extensions. Um, and be sure to also uh, check out um, Graham's, Graham's interview with Jim Rosendahl. Um, which was a cracking interview. 100% recommend you listen to that if you haven't. It's a little bit more upbeat than this. And then, of course, um, the False Nines dropped last week, so be sure to listen to them as well. And Zach did a little special episode with uh, one of some of our friends from Bitter and Blue. So check that out. Well, actually, maybe not, because they might make you mad about everything all over again. So um, maybe not check that one out, but check out everything else. All right, so anyway, and of course, I guess, last thing, it'd be rude of me not to plug my own Twitter. So, um, at Elijah, wait, I can't even say it. Follow me on Twitter, at Elijah underscore Newsome. Um, for all the hottest takes, all the, the funniest tweets, all the good stuff, 
Um, but yeah, anyway, so we're going to hop in to this match in particular. Um, and we're going to start with our three words, which kind of get us, which of course you guys all submit, our wonderful listeners, our loyal followers. Um, of course, if you aren't following us and you're listening to this podcast, follow us. <laughs> um, that was really weird. Sorry. Um, but we're going to start with your three words, um, which of course your three words to sum up the match. We'll start off with uh, Graham Bell. Uh, which you guys all know, I just mentioned him, at Graham Bell underscore NUFC. He says, the shittiest of shits, Don, Black Lives Matter, at Smith Ultra, never miss sitters, Joe Terry, got reserved, at Joseph underscore Terry, says, got deserved result, Ben Mancebo Thomas, at Ben Mancebo, takeover now, at Premier League, which is technically four words, but since Premier League is being mentioned in this, like, at Premier League, it's one word, so we'll, we'll count it, we'll count it. Uh, Louis Akers at Akers Louis says Brucey is clueless. Steven Squirrel at Steven Squirrel says push miss over. Uh, what? Okay. Um, F85F57Blake at B Munch says terminate Gale's contract. TR at Rash underscore trash. Great name, by the way. Rash underscore trash. The English Goofron. That's, that's pretty funny. Um, Rachel Wilson says effing woeful setup and uh, Johnny Russell stand account former writer at mag sot p mag sot p jeez I can say that says f it dude Adam P Tate at AP Tate says like old times and that kind of closes out our three words so as you can tell not a great uh, match for Newcastle um, I think disappointing is a word that I think should have been thrown out a little bit more than I saw but I think it was a little bit disappointing. Um, I would say uh, how how everything generally went, as you heard both Brian and I, we both predicted losses, but we thought at least Newcastle would put up a fight, especially given this is an FA Cup match. There's really nothing to lose. There's nothing to really lose when you go down 3 nothing because, again, it's the FA Cup. It's not the league. There's no goal differential. None of that matters. So you would hope that Newcastle would, would go for a little bit. Um, but then, again, like, the only thing that has seemed to have worked against Manchester City um, for Newcastle has been to sit back, absorb pressure, and hit them on the counter, really frustrate them, um, which we can, we're going to talk about that. Not we can. We're going to talk about that in this iteration of it because this time it didn't really work. Um, so let's hop into the lineups real quick. Um, a little, I wouldn't say controversial, but an interesting uh, change for Newcastle. They, they had a couple changes. Um, first being, uh, Carl Darlow was in goal who Carl Darlow, Carl Darlow. I can't, I said Carl Darlow, Carl Darlow, um, of course has started every single FA cup match for Newcastle, um, which is interesting this season. So, uh, shout out to Carl Darlow. Um, and honestly, not a terrible performance of him. Not bad at all. Um, Javi Mankio. Oh, so sorry. Newcastle went with the back five, five, four, one or five. Uh, two three, whatever you prefer to call it, but it really looked like a five for one. Um, Javi Mankio, Fabian Cher, Jamal Osellis, Federico Fernandez, and Danny Rose made up the back line. Miguel Almiron, Isaac Hayden, Sean Longstaff, which is a new addition to the team. Alan St. Maximin and Andy Carroll uh, were sort of providing um, the midfield and attack there. So uh, we had Miggy on the wings on the right wing, and then uh, Alan St. Maximin on the left wing. Uh, Andy Carroll up top, Isaac Hayden, and Sean Longstaff in the middle of the pitch. Um, and, of course, the additional center back was Fabian Scher. 
Other than that, you had a fairly typical lineup. Uh, Andy Carroll came in for Joe Linton. Sean Longstaff came in uh, for uh, John Joe Shelby, uh, who didn't make an appearance at all. Um, so a look, probably a little bit knocked up. Not not knocked up. Knackered. Not had a lot a knock. Uh, that was we. We're just gonna ignore that. Um, so that that's that's what Newcastle went with. Um, and on paper, when I saw the lineup, I didn't think that the lineup was too bad. Um, as you can, like I said, there was only a few changes. I was a little bit worried about Sean Longstaff coming back into the team, um, and I was I was right to be worried because he he was not particularly great. Um, Fabian Cher, I saw before the match. I was like, oh, that's nice. He's back in the side. I mean, when we go our three back, this is usually, I would say, this is one of our better three back. Uh, sorry, our better five back. Uh, three center back kind of partnerships. It's not really a partnership, but is uh, usually when we go find the back, it's going to be like a share of LaSalle's Fernandez back line um, with Fernandez and share being involved in the attack and LaSalle's kind of um, being the anchor of that, that line, nothing crazy. And then Andy Carroll up top. I mean, why not? I mean, he started a few games this season, leads the team in assists, had a very good showing um, in, in the last match, got us, got an assist. Um, so yeah, of course, yeah, sure, whatever. Put Andy Carroll there. Um, Man City rolled out with um, pretty much their normal kind of four three three or four two three one, depends on what they're doing. Um, kind of lineup uh, with Claudio Bravo and goal, uh, and they rotated a little bit. But like me reading this list of names of rotated players is a better starting eleven than the majority of the Premier League. Uh, so uh, Claudio Bravo is on goal. Benjamin Mendy. Uh, out on left, playing left back, Laporte and Otamendi were the center backs. Kyle Walker playing right back, De Bruyne and Gundogan started in the middle of the pitch with David Silva playing as an advanced kind of central midfielder. With Riyad Mahrez and Raheem Sterling providing the width with Gabriel Jesus as their number nine. Of course, uh, things of note were that Sergio Aguero was is injured and uh, Fernandinho uh, is suspended. So, anyway. I think I said that right. Fernandinho is suspended. Yeah. Anyway, so that is um, the lineups. So we're going to get into the match play. And honestly, there, there's really not much to talk about. Um, for the first 45 minutes, it was all Manchester City. Uh, Newcastle at one point had 15% or 18% possession. Um, there's really not much to talk about. Man City had a ton of chances. Um, some were in front of goals. Some were guys cutting in. I mean, it was just they were all over Newcastle. Um, we we sat back and defended um really didn't even apply any pressure when they were in our own half uh, you had guys pretty much sitting back and almost crowding the box to the point where they couldn't operate in the box that seemed like to be kind of one of the the low-key strategies but other than that it was, it was very it was very frustrating to watch because uh, no Newcastle players were really applying any sort of pressure on Manchester City and then when Newcastle got the ball back um, because they had been out of possession so long, they just, one, weren't used to the pace of the game, so um, they were a little bit slow to get things going. And when they were, um, they either played an awful pass or they just straight up, like, just gave the ball away or just, like, felt a ton of pressure. It was it was not good. Um, a lot of balls, like, just being cleared up the pitch. Um, Andy Carroll getting ahead on it, and then there's just no one... No one was there to to, uh, to support him. Shades of what we saw with Joel Linton earlier this season where we played this five-in-the-back formation 
and there's literally no one uh, able to help Joel Linton at all. So, anyway, um, so that was pretty much the whole first half. Uh, Newcastle's first shot on target. They actually had the first shot on target of the whole match. Um, Andy Carroll um, had a, like, 15 minutes in, had a, a stinger. Not a stinger. He shot from distance, and it kind of rolled, and, and Bravo was able to... Uh, to uh to 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 easily push away um but the most of the first half went like this until we got to the 35th minute um so there was a this was i want to say it was a corner no it was a free kick free kick um and fabian share just pushes gabriel jesus in the box twice like he pushes him down once and it's like ref doesn't see it whatever and then jesus like gets up and he then share pushes him down again um all while the ball's being swung in the air mind you the ball is pretty high in the air like it doesn't look like jesus is even going to get to the ball but share felt the need to push him down twice and that kind of started off a wonderful 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 wonderfully bad day for fabian chair <laughs> you guys you guys you guys saw what i did there i basically gassed it up to say that fabian share was awful and this this started a lot of criticism and right rightful criticism um he just was not sharp today played a lot of errant passes that of course that first mistake fouling someone in the box which then led to a penalty kick um or yeah penalty kick uh it's just it was not a good it was not it's not a good day um so anyway fabian share uh, fouls Jesus and uh, it's called a penalty. I mean, th- like they look at VAR, but I mean it's a clear penalty. I, I joked on Twitter that it was a bit soft, uh, but I mean you look at it again and, and Fabian Scherer pushes Jesus twice, and it's like that's a foul. It's a foul every single time. I mean you could argue maybe it's not called if that happens in Newcastle. We've seen it happen in Newcastle, and it's not a foul. But I mean it's just a foul, and Scherer was lucky to not get a, any sort of card or anything from it because I mean he did literally fouls one in the box um anyway De Bruyne steps up for the pen he's always going to score that and he does uh and of course uh they take the lead one nothing Newcastle now has to come out of their shell with about five or six minutes left in the half um and you know nothing crazy uh City had another chance to score at the end of the first half um it's a, a corner that went to Laporte uh who essentially um, I think he like he he beat everyone. Uh, it was there were like six. It was literally five Newcastle players who were all above six feet. All of our center backs and like Andy Carroll were all there. And Laporte somehow Laporte Laporta Laporte Laporta somehow won the header and he sent it kind of like over the bar. It almost went in. It was kind of a looping header that was just wide. Um, but that ended the half and uh, Newcastle went to the breakdown one nothing. Um, as negative as Newcastle looked essentially they would have gone in the break nil nil technically I mean if you could look at the expected goals and I'm sure that the expected goals I don't have those pulled up but I'm sure the expected goals were like absurd but technically Newcastle had gotten lucky enough to not have any sort of uh any sort of actual goal from open play um the only goal that was scored was because of a silly mistake which you can drink right now, well, unless you're driving. But drink if you've heard that before. Newcastle give up a goal um, because of a needless foul. That's uh, that's been the story of Newcastle for the past three or four years. Um, so anyway, 
uh, on to the second. It's not a bad start from Newcastle in, in the second. Um, and, uh, you know, you've got a, a couple couple decent uh, attacks from Newcastle that kind of fizzle out. Um, Miguel Amarone and Alan St. Maxman got a little bit more involved. But Man City still looked the more threatening team. Uh, Riyad Mahrez really started turning up. Him and Sterling both just started absolutely um, torching some of our fullbacks and cutting in from the wings. Um, and, you know, it was interesting. Interesting play. Uh, ASM had a, a pretty good uh, uh, pretty good little run he had where he dribbled through some guys and played in a cross, but, of course, no one was there. Again, in normal circumstances, people would be absolutely shagging Jolinton for that because Andy Carroll was nowhere near that cross. It was right in front of goal in the box, nowhere near it, but I digress. Um, certain point, Andy Carroll got booked. Um, for a foul, and his his day ended after that. That was in the 61st minute, 61st minute. Um, and then, uh, essentially, that's when people started making changes. Um, Manchester City brought on uh, Phil Foden and Bernardo Silva for uh, David Silva and Riyad Mahrez. Um, and Dwight Gale came on for Andy Carroll as well. Um, Dwight Gale, who plays a huge role in this. Um and then later on, uh, Miguel Amiron goes off for Joel Linton. So now Newcastle have two strikers on. Joel Linton uh, ends up playing out on the left as kind of a left mid. ASM moves to the right. Immediately is a little bit more dangerous um, from the right. And less than two minutes after Joel Linton and Gale come on, ASM from that right-hand side whips in a delicious, delicious, delicious cross. And it is just... Um, just, well, not a cross, kind of just like dinks it, um, over an 18, just a mistake by, uh, Man City, um, ASM's able to get the ball, dribble through, put a ball in, into the box, it's literally three yards out from goal, Gale takes a shot, fires, fires it right over, and of course, less than a minute later, Raheem Sterling on the way back down, um, and this is after this, this is like the second counterattack off of this, this miss, essentially, um, they come down, Raheem Sterling cuts in and just absolutely torches everyone, mainly Fabian Cher, who just like, like Joel Linton was back there defending, and Joel Linton nearly blocked the shot. Fabian Cher doesn't step up, literally lets Raheem Sterling walk past him. Sterling cuts in. Goal. I mean, just goal. Good goal. Gorgeous goal. And that's kind of what happened. Uh, Newcastle really couldn't do anything else after that. Uh, there were some subs made. Uh, Matty Longstaff made an appearance, kind of nipping in the butt. The whole Matty Longstaff won't play um, until he gets a new contract. Um, largely unimpressive. Uh, Valentino Lazaro came on for Danny Rose. Manquillo moved out to left wing back, and Lazaro moved to right wing back. Lazaro was a little bit involved. Would love to see him have a run um, against Bournemouth. Uh, definitely deserves a little bit more game time. Um, but other than that, nothing else crazy happened. Uh I mean, that was it. Newcastle lost 2-0. Um, and we're going to talk a little, a little bit more about that right after the break that we're going to take right now. For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a thing with the latest Newcastle news, gossip and social stories as they break. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. All right, and so now we're on to some quotes. 
um, because the less we talk about that match, the better. Um, so, see, Bruce had this to say about um, the match. He says everyone had a game has a game plan when they play against Manchester City. In the first half, in particular, we thought we were too passive. Yes, you want defensive organization, but you've got to do more with it, more with the ball. We surrendered the ball a bit too cheaply. He then said, when you're playing against teams like this, you can't make the kind of mistake we've done for the penalty. Unfortunately, we've given away a poor, poor penalty away. It's difficult enough with the ability they've got. Second half, we were much better and brighter. The change of system helped us, and it isn't worth noting. Um, I kind of didn't mention this. Newcastle did switch to a four in the back formation in the second half that had Fabian Scher in the midfield. It's almost a 4-2-3-1 or 4-1-4-1 at times. It was slightly better, but then again, it obviously wasn't enough. Anyway, back to the quote. Steve, Steve Bruce said, Second half, we were much better and brighter. The change of system helped us. Yes, we could have made it a really good cup tie. We, yes, could we have made it a really good cup tie if we'd equalized? Who knows? We were certainly better in the second half. That's fair. Um, he also said, They're an outstanding team. You've seen that when you try to press from the second half. The second goal, sometimes you just have to applaud the pass from Laporte. They're a quality outfit, and we made a fist of it in the in the second half. Um, there's no question, he says as well, there's no question we wanted that and needed that. A full crowd, is he, he's referring to. Half past six on a Sunday would have been terrific, but it wasn't to be. When you play against these teams, you need your crowd to give you a lift. Um, see, Bruce also did a couple other things in this post-game presser. Um, as Lee Ryder reports, Steve Bruce did confirm the signing of Mark Gillespie, which is our third-choice keeper that Newcastle signed, um, local lad. Uh, and he also said um, that the reason they went to a back five was, um, quote, against Man City, it was it was so, and referring to the going to a back five, it was so that we could stay in it for as long as we can. Steve Bruce also said this, which was interesting. He had some quotes, he had some comments about the takeover, um, which he kind of alluded to beforehand um, in his pregame uh, presser. It was kind of released. It was kind of beforehand we found we found out um, that uh, Steve Bruce had pretty much like tried to urge the Premier League to uh, to to um, like basically push on with the takeover, like make a decision or whatever, blah blah, blah et cetera, et cetera. Um, and essentially, Steve Bruce actually said this. He goes. I think everyone needs a bit of clarity. I'm led to believe it is the Premier League that's stalling all these negotiations. That's the case. They need to come and make a decision sooner rather than later. So this is the first time we've had anyone from Newcastle directly address the takeover um, at all. Well, not at all because players have talked about it. Steve Bruce has talked about it. But in in particular, the delay um, that we're seeing. So anyway, um, that's what we have for quotes. Um, Essentially, Steve Bruce talked about how he basically wasn't good enough as a manager today, and um, also how the Premier League just needs to stop dragging along with the takeover and get things get things going. Um, Alan Shearer apparently also had some comments on the takeover on the BBC broadcast, but I didn't really have access to that, so I didn't I didn't see that. So yes, um, so next now we can get into to stats. Um, I mean, nothing great for Newcastle uh, <laughs> at all. I would say. Um, let's see. Uh, this was the first encounter between Newcastle and Man City um, in the FA Cup uh, since 2001-2002. Newcastle won then, uh, won nothing. Uh, Man City uh, have literally, or, or, or not, well, not literally, but Man City 
are the sixth team to win 10 consecutive FA Cup matches. Uh, Miguel Amarone still, I think at the time, it, it still right now is the leading Premier League scorer for uh, goals in the FA Cup. So, I mean, I guess that's something that's positive. Um, and uh, this, of course, Newcastle's FA Cup semifinal drought still goes on. Um, they, it's been since 04-05 since we've won. Uh, we've gone to the semifinals of the FA Cup. Um, and I think that is pretty much it as far as I have for stats. Um, I think Kevin De Bruyne scored on his birthday, so good for him. Um, I think I'm trying. Who else did that? I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah, he's the first Manchester City player to do that since Nolito, who did that in in 20. That's not that impressive. He did that only in 2016. That was only a couple years ago, a few years ago. Um, so yeah, <sighs> I guess we can get into best and worst players. Um, and let me just make sure there's no other stats that I, I need to address. Um, there might be some, some stuff from Howay, the stats that I haven't touched on checking my notes and really nothing crazy. Um, Newcastle at one point had 18% possession, which is hilarious. So, um, anyway, uh, let's get into... Uh, best and worst players, um, and then we'll take another break. Uh, but uh, by far, I mean, uh, there's really not a lot of bright spots from today. Um, but so we'll start with the worst player, uh, Fabian Share, one hundred percent. Fabian Share was was awful. Gave away the penalty. Didn't look great. Um, didn't look great as a third center back. Wasn't disciplined. Didn't look great as a defensive midfielder. Um, directly responsible essentially for both goals. So I I don't know. He just wasn't great. Um, I think players that were a bit absent, uh, a little bit absent. I didn't think Andy Carroll was that great today. Um, I mean, he just wasn't involved. And again, that's that could be more of a tactics thing than anything else. Which I really think it is because we saw Andy Carroll just have a wonderful match. We were playing back four um, just that last week, and in the second half, he was he was a little bit better before he got subbed off. Um, and then uh, Sean Longstaff just he's just not great. He took a free kick that went just out of bounds uh, during this match. I don't know why he's still taking free kicks, um, but he just wasn't good as well. Uh, just not someone I thought was good. I thought Jamal Sells was a bit poor as well. He uh, he gave away a lot of, of cheap balls. Uh, he's not really great under pressure. Uh, if, if anytime he got pressured, he, he would give the ball away. Um, there was one moment where Minkio was literally four or five feet away from him, and someone was coming up behind Jamal LaSalle's uh, trying to nick the ball off of him. And LaSalle's just skies the ball above Mankio's head and out of bounds for a throw. And, and it's just like, that's, that's just, that's just not what you want from uh, your, your, your middle center back who's supposed to be one of the more tidy center backs easily, you know, maintain possession, hold possession, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I guess the, the bright spots, um, I think Alan St. Maximin definitely, Got better as the match went on. Um, unfortunately, subbed off and really to save himself for Bournemouth. Um, I thought Almiron, same thing, got better as the match went on, partially due to a formation change. Uh, formation change, and um, I'd say honestly, the best player for Newcastle. This is a weird one. I honestly think it was Danny Rose. He had a lot of really good clearances, won a lot of fouls, or won, won a couple fouls. Um, was solid in defense. 
He really didn't get beat that much um, by Mares, uh, so he just was was, was solid. Um, nothing again. It, it was it's it's relative. Like no one Newcastle was great, but Rose was was serviceable. I also thought Carl Darlow was 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 good. I mean, Man City had a lot of chances in the beginning, and Darlow made a lot of of, of solid saves. So I, I do think it's worth um, at least mentioning that he he was solid. And honestly. I, I don't have an issue with his performance at all um, during this matchup. I mean, I thought he was one of the better players for Newcastle, uh, to be honest. Um, and I guess, um, I, I guess closing thoughts on this. Um, I, I do think a couple things that that Gale miss. Oh, by the way, worst player Dwight Gale as well. He was brutal. We don't even need to talk about it. that Gale miss where he skies it over the bar. That, I think that's a turning point in the match. Um, and I think ever uh, that's not a hot take or anything. I think a lot of people felt that um, Newcastle were looking somewhat good, and uh, they looked like they had a chance to actually make an impact on the match, and they had the easiest chance of the whole day. I mean, no, no one else had a better chance than that. Um, and Gale completely fluffed it, missed it, and literally City score. Um, the, the next match and put the, the game to ne- next match then the next man and put the game to rest so um I, I I don't know I think that's that's my big takeaway was it was a big it was it was a key just pivotal moment that if 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 that goal goes in I don't know what we're looking at maybe we're looking at still a 2-1 loss but at least we're looking at Newcastle putting up a fight uh, and and something a little bit better than what we got there um, the first half was just so awful. The five in the back was brutal. Um, the team has gotten used to playing that four in the back, and honestly, uh, we should just stick with it. They the, 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 they defend well as a unit. They defend um, they're, they're solid in defense, and that five in the back formation relies so heavily on a midfield partnership that has to be able to transition to to offense well um, because. Uh, once they get the ball in the midfield, they have to hold, maintain possession, and, and push the ball forward and wait for the attackers to join in, all that kind of stuff, because everyone's defending. And when you have Sean Longstaff, no offense to Sean Longstaff, but he's not a John Joe Shelby. Um, and he's not, well, honestly, what we thought Ben Sleb would be, and it's not happening but so far. But Sean Longstaff does not have that ability to maintain possession and, and spring, spring an attack. And we saw that. I mean, Newcastle just struggled anytime they had possession they could not transition from defense to offense it was center backs hoofing it up the pitch or if a midfielder had it they dribble it and lose possession immediately because they were getting pressed you just can't have that and and that that's that's tactics like you have to know that your team right now is looking better in the four in the back and you take that risk and you just play the four in the back that that's i don't know that's what i would do in that situation but i mean i'm not steve bruce i don't get paid a hundred K or whatever a year. I don't know how much he gets paid, but I don't, I don't, I don't get paid to do his job. So I, I can't, I can't really speak on, uh, on, you know, well, I guess I can give my opinion, but at the end of the day, what's done is done. Um, again, the five in the back in theory works fine, but just the implementation we saw of it in this match was just, just brutal, brutal to say the least. Um, so we'll take another break, and then we'll talk about Newcastle's match against Bournemouth this Wednesday. Um, so we will be back right after this break. For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Don't settle for an old Gmail address. Show your true colours with your personalised at toonami.com email address to use in-app or on the web. 
Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. And we are back. Um, Newcastle, uh, we're moving on. We're moving on from that Man City performance. It was a city performance. You like that? That was nice. Um, and I know you guys are starting to get tired of my voice, so we'll make this a little bit quicker. Um, but yes, as always, we do a little short preview. Um, not as always, but as of recent with this new kind of Project Restart pods. I'm doing a little mini preview beforehand. I'll give my prediction uh, my lineup notes, what Newcastle have to do to win. So we're talking with the we'll talk about the lineup notes real quick. We would expect to see some rotation here. Um, Bournemouth not particularly looking great right now. Um, if we look at both teams in the table, uh, Newcastle are in 14th, Bournemouth are in the relegation zone at 18th, um, tied on points with West Ham, who's in 17th, and Aston Villa, who are in 19th. Um, one point behind Watford and a few points behind Brighton. It looks like that bottom. Six, the basically Watford, West Ham, Bournemouth, Asheville, and Norwich are likely not going to be. Ca- I mean, maybe Watford, but it doesn't seem like they're going to be catching uh, a lot of teams. Newcastle are in 14th with 39 points going into this match. A draw would virtually secure safety, and I I think I could see Newcastle. I wouldn't say playing for the draw, but walking out of this one with a draw. We don't really tend to do well against teams that are not as good as us. Um, but. Anyway, I would expect to see some, ro- see some rotation on Newcastle's side. Uh, Matt Ritchie's still um, out. It looks like he's got a hamstring injury. Um, Isaac Hayden's still available, but again, could see a little bit of rotation. See um, one or maybe both of the Longstaffs potentially playing in this. I wouldn't agree with it. Matty Longstaff didn't look great. Sean Longstaff, as you already know, don't think he looks great. Karen Clark is still out for Newcastle. Of course, I mean, that's pretty much it. Jetro Willems technically is still on our injury like list, but like he's not playing for us. So um, anyway, Bournemouth, it's a little bit more difficult for them. They've got Charlie Daniels, who is coming off a knee, knee dislocation. He's back in training. Don't know if he's going to play this Wednesday. Um, of course, by the time this comes out, he might already be good and go good, good to go. Uh, Joshua King and uh, Callum Wilson won't be playing. So both probably Bournemouth's best attacking threats. Josh King's got an ankle injury, probably not going to play. Callum Wilson has a suspension, red card suspension. suspension. Uh, Simon Francis is going to be out, and Philip Billing, um, probably not going to play as well. Um, so it looks like Bournemouth is going to not only be needing all the all the points, uh, all the points they can possibly get, but they're going to be doing it a little bit shorthanded uh, with uh, two of their better attackers out of the picture completely, uh, which is not going to be great for them, obviously. So, um, let's see. What did Newcastle have to do to win? Um, this one, for me, I think it's pretty straightforward. Go back to the four-in-the-back system. Get Joel Linton back in there. Get Megan ASM back in there. Um, I think you can rotate. Maybe Shelby comes back into the picture. Maybe give Hayden a, a rest. I mean, you can you can do some stuff, but mainly I think Newcastle just need to get back to that four in the back formation. Then get back to that and getting back to playing some free flowing, attacking in quotes football. I think they have a, a really good shot at, at taking down Bournemouth, who are just in awful form. I mean, their last five matches matches. Loss, draw, loss, loss, loss. Like, they are just not great. Um, <laughs> it's just not – it's not going to be good. Uh, they're winless in their last four against Newcastle and the Premier League as well. So, we've got their number. I mean, I don't know. I just I just hope that Newcastle uh, go with the back four, 
get back to what's worked and, and, and get some confidence back. And maybe we're able to, to pick up some more points and move up in the table, maybe push for um, that top 10 spot. It's possible. Uh, Crystal Palace are in 10th on 42 points. Arsenal are in 9th with 43 points. So, I mean, you could see Newcastle try to finish this with a top 10, try to finish the season in the top 10. Um, and as for predictions, I think this will be a 2 Nil win for Newcastle. Goal scores Miguel Almiron and Joel Linton um, in that order. Uh, I don't know why I said Miguel Almiron and Joel Linton. Partially, or maybe I because I, I want them both to score. But um, that that's going to be my goal scores. So uh, yeah, I think it'll be a positive note. And I honestly, I think that I don't know. Maybe the takeover gets announced this week. I don't know. I think it could be a it could be a good week. It started off rough for Newcastle. Started off rough for the fans. Um, but I think that ultimately it's going to get better. Um, would would hope that Steve Bruce starts to look at rotating, uh, starts to look at using some subs earlier because that's already starting to bite Newcastle in the butt. Uh, Matt Ritchie being injured is one of them. And, of course, the lads looked a little bit sluggish against Man City today as well. Um, so I, I'm, I'm hoping that he does that and we're still able to pick up a result, get that 2-0 win, and go about our business and get ready um, for our match on July 7th. So... Um, that will conclude this episode of CHN Radio. Um, I guess final thoughts. Uh, of course, always follow us on Twitter at CHN underscore radio. Follow us the main account at Coming Home in UFC. Um, and of course, follow me at Elijah underscore Newsom. Be sure to check out all the cool stuff going on on the Coming Home Newcastle website or Coming Home uh, And be sure to check us out on Facebook. Um, and of course, if you haven't already, this is something really cool that we haven't talked about a lot. But if you haven't already, um, be sure to create an account on our on our website. It's super simple, super quick, and it allows you to comment on articles, really interact with the writers, and all of us will always respond. Um, if you ever uh, comment on articles, a writer will respond. So definitely get into that. If you haven't created a, an account on, on Coming Home Newcastle or an SB Nation account, do it. I mean, what's stopping you? Um, and of course, always many thanks to Tune Army, uh, the Tune Army app, uh, great app. Uh, always download that. I'm sure you heard the ads, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. And of course, of course, as the coming home Newcastle song starts playing, I must tell you that I can guarantee that Newcastle United, the announcement of this team, this club being sold. And honestly, I think it will happen this week because Richard Masters had to watch that travesty. And he was probably feels so bad that he did not already push the sale through. But the announcement on the sale will happen this week by 5 p.m. on Wednesday or Thursday. That's all I got for you. That concludes episode 137 of CHN Radio. I'm Elijah Newsom. This is coming on Newcastle. And of course, I love you guys. Never win the cup again. I'll brave the dark, it's in James's park. If the Gallagher's end of the rain, I'm coming home. And I'm proud to be a Jody and to live in Jody land. Some people think we're body and we're hard to understand. And they say it's just self pity. And we're not so very tough Cause the people in the big fat city Haven't had it tough as rough I'm coming home, Newcastle You can keep your London wedding I'd walk the streets all day I'll meet for a bottle